how have you been? How's it? How's it been? As in there. Uh, so I've been, hmm, like I've been away from Singapore since like two thousand what nineteen, two years, almost two years already. I think. Almost two years. Wow. Two I... years. Okay. <laughs> it's like one year and like eight months, nine months. Okay. Um. Why? I mean, wait. So this is this is purely you were at New Zealand straight for one and a half, one and one years and eight months, or you've been. Yeah, I've been New Zealand straight. I mean, I did like go to Australia and I and went back home for like Chinese New Year. Hmm. And then in the, I've been here. Okay. So. Okay. Tell tell. Tell us a bit more about what, what you're doing. Is it because right now, okay, I think Leanne mentioned it's a work travel visa, right? What, what are you, what, what yeah. are you on? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I first came here only for like six months and it was on a working holiday visa. Working holiday visa. Yeah. And that is like for six months and you can extend another three months to nine months. Okay. But how yeah. did, how did, gotta, how did it end? How did it end how do you end up? How do you end up like one year and eight? Oh, because now I'm on a work visa. Oh. Yeah. So I was working with a like cafe and then my working holiday was going to expire and then they sort of like sponsor me to stay on with them. So I got to work for them in exchange like for a proper work visa that is for one year more. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that visa is what you're, you're currently having right now mm -hmm. yes yeah. okay so um if you could kind of like that the the work holiday visa is for 30 years and below right 30 years old and below yeah. right yeah yeah i missed the opportunity <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like, like what sorry like, go for it i was getting too old so i was like oh i should pastor come like i wanted to do this like four years ago or five years ago and then i, I procrastinated i pushed it away it's like ah nah I should start my real life at, in Singapore and like find a proper job. Yeah. Wait, but how old are you right now? I'm like 29. S same age as Sylvia, right? Is it same age as Sylvia? I'm one year younger than her. Okay. Oh yeah. man. Me and Lynn were like, oh my gosh. She was like, we missed the opportunity. We feel like 30 very long ago. We procrastinated, but yeah, happy for you that you did it. Yeah, I'm happy too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you were at this, uh, when you had this work holiday visa, right? So, what did you do during those six months, nine months, right? Six months. Yeah, nine, nine. months, six months, nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, quite a lot. Like, I my first job was to work in a tomato glass house. So I was doing like picking up tomatoes. I was doing like all the crops and like tying the, you know, the branches and all down. Yeah, I did that for like. Uh, two months and it was re like really tough for me because it's so physical like every day is just eight hours nine hours of just working physically and I wanted to quit like the first one week the first few days <laughs> I was so miserable yeah but then uh -huh. I, you know oh, hmm? sorry yeah, go for it go for it I don't, I don't mean yeah but yeah. I, I pushed through and then I did that because we got to accumulate like three months of working in this kind of like horticulture place to extend another about three months to extend our visa so it's to encourage people to go into all these like kiwi fruit or like blueberries or tomato whatever 
yeah, because they always need the worker. Mm-hmm. So I had to clock in, like, even though it's, like, so tiring, <laughs> I had to do it. Because in case I want to stay longer, my plan was only six months. Okay. But yeah. you definitely stayed longer than that. Yeah, okay. and then I did some, like, wolfing. So wolfing is something, like, you go to a host family and you help them out in exchange for food and accommodation. Wolfing? Yeah, so, okay. yeah wolfing. Okay. Yeah, did some, like, I stayed at alpaca farm. Okay. And I was helping, yeah, I was helping this lady with her alpacas and like, I saw like a baby alpacas and some feeding the newborn. And we did like, what's that? We did like a injection and we did UV scan for pregnant alpacas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that. And then also quite a few other wolfing. Like I stayed with a, a single dad and that was a bit dodgy <laughs> like what do you mean dodgy good, okay it wasn't a dodgy? good idea because he's like a single dad he he has his kids over sometimes but then like uh like for wolfing you can see all the reviews so it's like maybe i shouldn't stay with a single dad as a you know solo female traveler yeah but then like somehow i wanted to be in that area and he was the only one that responded Okay. So I went against my gut feeling and I, oh, okay, I was like, okay, I'm going to stay. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> and then like, he was a bit inappropriate at times. Okay. Yeah. And like, I felt, I think that was the only time I felt unsafe in New Zealand or like while solo traveling all this while, you know, in different okay. countries. Yeah. Cause he would send like weird texts at night and then like the doors in New Zealand, the bedroom, they don't have lock. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, they all don't have lock. It's not a common thing to have locks on the door. Like for bedroom at least. Seriously? So so it's kind of like they feel that it's safe to not have locks. I mean, even we have locks. (laughs) For them, it's no need to have lock, I guess. Okay. Okay. So, okay. uh, How... how, So, okay. So at that moment of time, you felt that... How long did you... How long did you stay with him? I mean, stay at his Mm -hmm. home... About less than a week. Okay. It's because you feel that you feel unsafe like, or you decided or it's yeah. just... That was the plan. Okay. Yeah. But like three days in, he started to be weird and then I, I wanted to move out. Okay. But, okay. So the thing is, he was sending me weird texts and then he was like, oh, would love to see the adventurous side of you. Then I was like, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> It's like, oh, I'd love to give you a massage or like, oh my god, something like that. So yeah. how, do you hand- how do you handle that though? Like how do you kind of like, br- you brush it off or you kind of like ignore him or what? I was like really scared because it's like late at night and like yeah. I was in my room and there's no lock. And then yeah. I just replied him and said something like, uh, no, it's okay. I don't need a massage or like, I don't think that is, you know, <laughs> appropriate. And I said something like, uh, and then I tried to like make a joke about it, you know, like say I said something like, "Oh, the woofing hour is over." Okay. Because you know, I work like four days, four hours a day, that kind of thing. And then he's like, "Oh, the woofing hours is never ending," and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, I was like a bit distant, and then he was like, "Oh, like nothing happened," and he tried to say like, "Oh, sorry about last night. I hope I didn't offend you and what." And then I said. Uh, no, nah, just don't do it again. Like, 
it's not, I don't feel comfortable. And he's like, oh no, I thought it was a, you know, just for fun, just a <laughs> banter kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and then the next night, he did the same thing again. Oh gosh, seriously. Yeah, and the next morning, he apologized again. Yeah, so by like the third time, I think I was about to leave anyway, so I was so happy to leave. Okay. Yeah, but he didn't do anything in the end, like, yeah. Okay. I think it was just testing the ground. I mean, okay, yeah. So, yeah, because I feel that um um like in such in such like spaces and plus you feel very vulnerable, right? Because first of all there's no lock, right? Yeah. And it's just you yeah, and in home. Yeah, in your <laughs> home, right? I think there was yeah. once I, I there was once when Leah and I were like in a pile, right? And then we were like in a dining room uh, like full of like guys. The the locals were guys and then there were some like um guys uh trackers. And then they made some nonsense joke lah about, you know, like, dirty joke. And then me and Leo were like, oh, fudge. And then they were like, we were so, and, and it, it was so, I mean, it was so obvious that it was directed to us because we were the only two girls there. Mm-hmm. And then um, we couldn't lock the door when we got into the, our room. So we had to kind of like put tables and put our walking stick to lock the door and stuff. Because, you know, at tea houses, right? Like, there's no, there's no way you could get away from, you know what I mean? Yeah, so at tea house, is it a hostel? Um, it's okay. So so when we like when we go trekking, right? So there's like when uh there are different like tea houses. It's like guest houses. So uh-huh. guest houses, yeah, guest houses. Uh-huh. So like yeah. there's like a few rooms only, like maybe five rooms, ten rooms, and then hmm. a family actually takes care of the houses. But the thing is, because as you go higher, right? There's like very less less people. Yeah, and usually yeah. people just stay for one night and then they leave. Yeah, yeah and that kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally feel how you're feeling. But good. I mean, I don't, I, I, so you didn't like, you didn't like, like, how do you, did you like put anything on the door? I don't know how you, I, I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I think deep down, I know he wouldn't try anything. Oh, because okay. <laughs> also when he sent those texts, his kids were in the house too. Ah, okay. Like okay. it was his turn to look after his kids for those few days. Okay. And they are like literally opposite my room. So I was like, oh, he wouldn't, you know. Okay. Yeah, I thought he wouldn't send a text, but he did. But I know he wouldn't like physically try to do anything because his kids are around. Okay. So in a sense, that's okay. mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, since we, ended, since we are at the topic, right? You, you said that that's the first, that's the first um, time you actually feel unsafe throughout your travels, right? Mm. And you've and you've been you've been traveling a lot, right? Mm. <laughs> not, that, not that much. No, I know, but um as like you travel solo a lot. Okay, let me just you travel solo a lot, right? A few times, yeah. Yeah. I mean and, and that is the like can I just ask you? So you mentioned that this is the only time that you feel unsafe. But um Okay, okay, share with us your adventures lah. And where have you been? What have you done? I mean I mean have you even done like couch surfing? Yeah, I did actually. So like my first solo travel was like when I was twenty-four. Around twenty-four. And it was to Hawaii. I went there for three weeks and that was when I first did like couch surfing. So I couch surfed the whole three weeks with like I think five different hosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, I stayed with this guy who is like a clothing optional policy at home kind of thing. 
<laughs> that was the most interesting one. <laughs> but he has like a lot of references and everyone say that, you know, he's a lovely guy. It's like an older guy. Okay. And he's like retired, sort of semi-retired. And he only accept like girls. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like, you know, he didn't like whatever. He's like a decent guy, just that sometimes he'll walk around the house like naked. Wait, wait, like, like fully, like full naked or just top? Full naked. Okay, alright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was with, I was with him for, I think, three to four days. Okay. And the first two days, it was, like, normal. He wasn't, like, nude or anything. Okay. And then the third day, uh, I was just sitting, like, on the sofa and, like, facing the TV. And then he came out of nowhere. He was, like, totally nude and he walked past and then he stopped in the middle like, of the TV and then he talked to me. <laughs> so I had to see everything but like, I couldn't like. <laughs> yeah, so that was <laughs> very interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was quite uncomfortable but in his like profile he said if you're uncomfortable don't, you know, don't come here or something. Mm-hmm. You gotta be okay with it and everything. So it's like, oh, I tried to, you know, pretend like it's normal and everything. <laughs> Yeah, but he's a really nice guy. Like, he brought me to so many places. And he has, like, a really nice place. Yeah. And there were two other girls couch surfing at the same time, too. Yeah. And then, what other? Else? Yeah, so I couch surf in Hawaii and in New Zealand only briefly, like, when I first arrived to, like, settle down and to get all my bank details and everything. I stayed with this other guy. Yeah. In general, I think I... All the hosts I, that I stayed with, they're all like males. Okay. Yeah. It's all okay. Like, you're all like cool people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just, just uh, I mean, just in case, um, like, uh, people don't know what couch surfing is, if you can just uh, share with us what couch surfing is. Uh, yeah, sure. Couch surfing is something like, uh, there's a host from, like, a local host who is willing to accept travelers in their home so they will provide like maybe a couch like literally a couch for you to just crash a few days or if they like you if you like them maybe more you know but sometimes it's even better they even like just give you a spare room like with your own privacy and everything and in exchange you sort of share about your culture your fam- your country culture and maybe try to cook them something from home, which is not what I, I have done. Because, <laughs> you know, Singapore food is so hard to replicate and annoying. Yeah, or you take them out for meals, that kind of thing. Just, it's like a goodwill, like you do what you can to sh- show your appreciation in exchange for, you know, them letting you crash and to also bring you out, that kind of thing. Yeah, like I have really nice experience. Like those, those people, they will bring me out and hang out with their friends, go for a barbecue, go to the beach, or they'll show me around if they have the time. Yeah. And also on couch surfing, there's something like, you don't necessarily have to stay with them. Some of them are just like keen to hang out. Okay. So they can't host people at their home, but they're keen to bring you out to show you their country, their amazing things and everything. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, okay. Mm. So, and, uh, so so which means that you don't ha- you don't pay for for staying there like you literally like kind of like exchange like butter in that sense right yeah like okay okay that's like in the community it's sort of illegal for them to ask for money um okay yeah okay but that actually happened to me once 
that someone Hawaii. asked for money. Yeah. Because okay. they were like leaving off the grid and like on a farm and then they were saying it's just to cover the, you know, water and whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's fun. Okay. So going back a bit about you. Okay. Um, why these things? As in, why are you so curious uh, about all these things? Like, you know, couch surfing. I mean, to a certain extent, it is a bit, it is a bit adventurous where you, you go solo traveling, right? And then you kind of like, Okay, so most um, most people view this as it's dangerous for you to kind of like, you know, go to a stranger's place, you know, stay with them, da 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 da, da right? The, the very typical yeah. usual thing, right? So the, the, the thing, the question here is you trust, you don't have trust issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, as in, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, because people, I, I, People will sometimes sometimes when you travel on your own, right? I'm I'm sure you get questions like, "Huh, you 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 travel by yourself as a girl? Isn't it dangerous? You know, and stuff like that." And plus, you actually stay with strangers like couchsurfing and all that, right? So, what what are your thoughts on that? As in, why do you do that? You know, what what fascinates you to kind of like do that? Hmm. I think it first started off as like a a way to save money. <laughs> Because, like, when I first did it in Hawaii, like, accommodation is super expensive. Mm-hmm. And then somehow, I don't know how I stumbled upon this couch surfing thing. And I was like, oh, why not give it a try? You know, and, like, I just trusted my gut. And, like, I know that if it's not right, I can leave. You know, like, you just got to trust your gut and sense the situation when you get there and everything. But, yeah, the, like, my very first couch surfing host, like, we were chatting for, like, a few like even before I arrived, you know, just to see if we are all okay and everything. Yeah, so I was comfortable and he picked me up at the airport and he gave me like a lay, you know, the flower thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> the aloha, welcome. <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, I think it's a lot about trusting like what your gut tells you. And mm. yeah, so I don't really feel like I'm safe or anything in general. Yeah, and solo traveler is just much more flexible. You know, you don't have to follow someone. You don't have to make sure they're happy. <laughs> it's like, since I started traveling solo, it's a bit, sometimes I don't have the patience to travel with someone, but which is quite bad, but <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of freedom and I like, and I like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can, I kind of can, can reside with you on that because I mean, when like when I when I travel, I only go with one person, which is Lian. And and you're right because if you go for, with like bigger groups, I mean, there's not it's not okay. I feel that this is preference, okay, guys. This is preference. It's not that Jamie and and, and me are very antisocial. It's just it's just <laughs> that you're right. Is <laughs> that you know we realize that um when we travel on our own, just the two of us, right? I mean, I'm sure it, it, it's the same for you that people are more like open to kind of like, have conversations with us, like the locals and all that. And plus, mm-hmm. the, the, the thing is that bigger groups for us means that we have to kind of like, accommodate for everyone. With You know what I mean? Like what you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we, we kind of like, like, like to travel in just the two of us and you kind of like, like your solo travels, right? Mm. I mean, it's nice to have company, of course. <laughs> but when I solo travel, like... I would still meet people and sometimes we might travel together for a while. Hmm. Then meet someone else and travel together for a while. I'll just yeah. be alone, that's fine too, you know. Yeah. yeah. Depends on my mood. If I'm up for 
a chat. <laughs> if you're up for a chat, you you have company. If yeah. not, you're like, Or like if I go for hikes, like longer hikes and I don't want to do it alone because of like safety and everything. Or like I just need some support. I would just post on like groups and ask if anybody want to join me on the hike. So that's cool too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess a lot. I mean, I feel that there's a lot of like um, well, it's not really misconceptions of like when you travel solo, right? Like mm-hmm. there will be a lot of dangers around you because like, first of all, like you mentioned, like when you reach out to people to kind of like go trekking with you, how will you know that person is not like, like, you know, like, a, you know, so, yeah. So I guess there's that, but the thing is that we learn is that, you know, why do we let our fear kind of like stop us to do what we want to do, right, Jamie? And just yeah. like, kind of like go for it. Okay, I'm gonna go ask you a few questions. Hang on, ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh. Okay. So, what does your okay? So, right now you're working at the cafe, right? Oh, uh, are you? Oh no. So since COVID, the cafe have been closed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh yes, 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 that's right. So, so like since it's closed, but I'm still on that visa. It's sort of like a no pay leave for me now. Okay. Because they plan okay. to open in summer, which is around December or January. Okay. Yeah. For the past few months, I've been like sort of slow traveling and like doing more woofing. Yeah. Woofing is W O O. W W L. No, W W O O F I N G. Okay. Okay, we'll yeah. check that out. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. another word for it. It's also help X, help exchange. Okay. Yeah, there's like a few different words for it. But in New Zealand, there's like three different ones. So there's woofing, there is help X, like help and the X. Mm-hmm. And the third one is work away. Okay. Like work away from home, something like that. Okay. Yeah, so there's three main names. But woofing is a more general term for, yeah. Okay. And, and it's it's cooler, so it sounds cooler, woofing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since you mentioned COVID, how 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 is it there? Is it are you safe and all that? How how has it been since 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 when since COVID happened? It's so safe actually. I think this is the safest place. Like I haven't worn a mask since the whole COVID thing. Like we okay. don't really like life here is normal now. Oh, okay. It's almost normal. Like you don't need to wear masks, there's no like limit or whatever it's like normal normal okay yeah which is good so there's not much fear i mean at the start we had lockdown as well for like one and a half months where you stay at home but after that it was like slowly eased out and then uh we had a second wave and then we go into lockdown again mm-hmm. but like not really <laughs> first our lockdown is quite relaxed sort of it's more of like just distancing like you don't have to wear masks I mean, they don't really en- like strongly encourage people to wear masks or they don't talk about masks. I don't know why, but I guess it's not a Western culture or something. <laughs> but yeah, but the population is generally quite sparse as well in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, so the second wave hit, it was like to the major city. So that city was under a more strict lockdown. But the rest of the country where I was, it was like normal. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you're in the countryside, right? It's not really the population is not so big and mm. close also in that sense. Right. Yeah. As much as okay. Okay. Um oh yeah. I wanted to ask you what is your what does a typical day look for you look like for you? Uh, 
because now I'm not working, so it's not very exciting or like anything. <laughs> now it's now it's pretty chill. Like I just wake up and I try because now I'm staying with my friend's mom. Okay. So my my friend that I met when I was working in a cafe. Yeah. So her mom like this is their hometown. I'm like really far from home now. Like home being where I was working. So I'm staying with I've been staying with her for like the past month or so. Like she kindly like adopted, sort of adopted me and my friend. <laughs> Cause we were like not sure of our plans after our road trip. Mm. So we finished our road trip and then the mom was like, Oh, just uh if you need a place to figure out what you want to do next, like feel free to come come and stay with us. Yeah. So I tried to help out with like the house and her business. So she's doing like a new business, like a compost selling, yeah, selling compost for gardening. Okay. So I help her bag up like a lot of bags and sometimes I help her with deliveries or I help her with social media to promote her item, something like that. Yeah, okay. when I'm not doing that, I go to the beach sometimes. Okay, <laughs> are you close by to a beach? Uh, 30 minutes away. Okay, that's quite close. Yeah, not that close, but close enough. Okay. Yeah, go to the beach or sometimes I try to go for a hike. Yeah, so we are going for a hike this Friday, like an overnight one, but like a small one, like three hours, and then you stay at the hut. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm so <laughs> envious right now. It's like it's, it, you, you like surrounded. Like with... small, right? Sorry, what? No, I thought no. That is like no. That is like my throwback. It's like this is why I'm so oh, like. <laughs> Uh, I feel so stuck. But anyways, it's okay. I mean, we have to kind of like be grateful that we are safe and healthy and stuff. And you know, but yeah, I'm so I'm so envious of you right now because you're like surrounded with with things that you can do that is mm. not confined yeah. in four walls to a certain yeah, extent. I feel very lucky. Like very very lucky to be here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you were saying about your your okay. So you're going hiking and stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. You you was you you were gonna kind of like finish uh, mention about your typical day. What your typical oh, day? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> For now, but, but I think yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but when I'm traveling, you know, it's just like mostly driving and exploring new places, which what was which was what I was doing like a few months, the past three months. Okay. Yeah, and then like I was, I asked my friend to join me midway actually. In the middle of my three months holiday. Yeah. So we were working together and sharing the drive. Yeah. And you know, just exploring. Have and you moving. <laughs> <laughs> have you kind of like explored most of New Zealand or not yet? You're talking about the mm-hmm. outskirts, right? You're not, no, you're not talking about the city city, you're talking about the outskirts, right? So where have you been um, on your drives, on your road trip? There's like two islands for New Zealand. So there's the south and the north. Mm-hmm. So I was staying like in the South Island. Okay. I was staying and working there. So I started my trip. I just slowly drive up the coast, like the West Coast. And then I had to take a ferry with my car to the North Island. Yeah. And then we just explore all the different towns. But I wouldn't say I explored most of New Zealand. I would say most of the South Island. Mm-hmm. Because I was living there anyway. So I would do trips sometimes. Like just to some corner, that corner, that corner. But yeah, most of the South Island. But the North Island, not that much. I mean, I went to all the places that I wanted to go, like all those on the list. Mm -hmm. But like the smaller area, there's still a lot more to explore, for sure. 
it's such a big place there's so many yeah, yeah. oh your invention literally never ends <laughs> <laughs> yeah but now it's on a pause because now it's yeah just taking a break and figuring out oh no not cause of covid because of my job situation yeah i need to figure out what to do next since i don't know if i want to go all the way down to the south again to mm-hmm. my cafe so i gotta figure out what to do maybe look for a job here or i don't know yeah okay. so you're still mm-hmm. figuring out so what 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 so you're wait hang on you are 29 right mm. are, are you ever coming back <laughs> To you is what is back. <laughs> I mean, what is back? I mean, I really like the lifestyle here, and it's very hard to go back once you have experienced this. And I think it's something that a lot of people who haven't experienced this they wouldn't understand. Like to them, I guess I'm escaping adulthood, just prolonging the real life and just not going back. But wait, but pause. What is real life, right? Who who is to define what real life is, right? Uh, you know. <laughs> okay, you were saying. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard for me to go back after I've experienced this, and like, I really like this this country and this lifestyle. You know, I can't imagine going back to Singapore, and I don't know. If I can, I would want to stay here for like a few more years. If I can, or like forever, but I shouldn't say. That. <laughs> but yeah, my friends and family, they are, yeah, they want me back, and it's like they don't really agree with this. Yeah. Okay, I was about to ask you, what do your what what does your fam family and friends think about what you're doing? Yeah. So initially. When I wanted to come on this, my friends were like, you know, they were supportive because they knew that I wanted to do this like four or five years ago anyway. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, just go and have fun. You know, we always wanted to do this and it's just six months anyway, you know, and once you come back, you can figure out everything and yeah. But my mom, she was more like apprehensive because, you know, she's like, oh, you're almost 30 and you still want to go and have fun and run away from Singapore, that kind of thing. But she know that I'm stubborn and I wouldn't not go because she's don't allow me to go anyway. So, yeah, she tried to be supportive as like yeah, go and have fun. But as the as the time passed, you know, like six months, and I suddenly decide to extend nine months, and then from nine months I suddenly extend another I don't know how long more, and by then like sort of put a strain on my relationship back home. Like my closest friends and my family, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's one of the harder things to deal with when I'm here. First, I think you you were asking something about the hurdles. That was my biggest hurdle. Yeah. I think it's about that. Like like mentally, I got to sort of. Uh, how should I put it? I got to. Try to push away the negative thoughts and like the negative feeling that I have of letting people down, letting people at home down because they don't agree with what I'm doing. Yeah. But Jamie, as in, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, take take a minute. 
It's okay, take a minute. You okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, when it comes to that, um, but I, I want to ask you, okay, I, are you, are you happy? Are you happy? Yeah, I am. Like, yeah. I know. My strained relationship back home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh no, sorry, I touched the nerve. <laughs> Okay. I mean, um, I, I wanna, I wanna kind of like share with you that I mean, I, I kind of like know how you feel, because to a certain extent, like whatever I'm doing right now, right, it's not, it's not like a, you know, the things that I do, I don't have a nine to five job, you know, I don't, and I feel, I know how you feel when you say that letting, letting people down, mm. and, but, but, but you, but I, I, I realized that right that. Whether like who do you live for? As in, at the end of the day, is you live yeah. for yourself, right? And yeah. like people around us wouldn't understand. I'm not saying that it's it's you know it's it's hard. It's definitely hard. But people around us won't understand how we are feeling, or what mm. actually ignites, you know, our our hearts, our soul. And mm. if we were to kind of like live for for them, just because um that is their idea of what life is supposed to to be then you know okay you're, you're strong you're stubborn so i mean and if you ever need a friend you know like you know we've got we got me you got lian okay so yeah yeah but yeah but have you have you spoken to them have you spoken of like spoken to them is it like, like i mean when i went back for chinese new year but but like i met out with like my closest group of friends but it was back it was already strained and it was a bit weird and a bit awkward and then we had a serious talk and then they just wanted me to have more do things with more intent like okay. do things in life with more intent because I'm always like you know I don't really know what I want maybe I want this maybe I want that I never know so they say like just got to do something with intention and they will support me. But yeah, but ever since we haven't really spoken, I mean, I still talk to like one of them occasionally, but like, I don't know like how, what, what is going on and it's hard for me to try to connect anyway. I'm so far away and their life is going ahead, sort of. Mm-hmm. And they're progressing in everything and like, I cannot relate to them and they cannot relate to me. I guess there's, it's hard to connect and I guess there's no point at this stage, you know, okay. to try to force, yeah, the connection. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know, it's okay. I mean, if, if they're, if they're, I mean, if, if they're, if they're real friends, they will, they will understand. And plus, I mean, 
I mean, in life, I feel that you lose, you lose some friends along the way because um, we just don't have the, the, the topic of conversations that, mm. you know what I mean? We grow up, we change. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, you, it's okay. Yeah. You know? Okay, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll move on, okay? You okay? I'm okay. Okay. Okay, so um, we are we're talking about this, right? I want to kind of ask you, so what was your, uh, I know, I'm not sure whether you mentioned earlier on, but what was the deciding factor for you to kind of like just pack up and and move? No, yeah, like now it's literally move, like you've been there one, one year, <laughs> eight months. <laughs> yeah. You think like the New Zealand or like others? Or like um, what is the most, um, what is the longest time you've, so it's New Zealand, right? Yeah, I guess New Zealand is the longest one that you've been yeah, away from Singapore. Okay, like, then let's yeah. just take New Zealand. Yeah, what, what made you kind of like, mm, life for that work holiday? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was a, that was a big pushing thing. factor. Okay, okay. Yeah. And okay. I was like, yeah, because I wanted to do it, like like I say, I wanted to do it before when I was still young, younger. And then I didn't. And then I was approaching, approaching the limit to come. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, it's always my dream to try to live overseas, you know, have a life overseas. Like I wanted to study abroad, like do an exchange, but I never got to do that. So this was my opportunity to do it, like. I have no money to study overseas anyway. And this doesn't cost much, you know, you just got to apply for the visa and come with a little bit of savings. And then, yeah, so I really wanted to see how is it to live somewhere other than Singapore. So, yeah. And you so happen to love it, so this is what you're going to kind of like. (laughs) I mean, before I came here, I came on a holiday with like two of my friends as well. And it was like a really laid back country and like really beautiful so it's like, why not, you know? Like, we only have two options, actually, for the working mm-hmm. holiday. So it's either Australia or New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. But I chose New Zealand because I like it more. You like it more? Okay. Mm. Okay. So, okay. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to touch a bit about the, the holiday work, ho- work holiday visa, right? So was it very mm-hmm. easy to apply? And how long did mm-hmm. it take? And if someone was to kind of, like, is so, interested to do it, yeah. For like New Zealand, like Singapore to New Zealand, I think per year, you, there's only 200. I'm not sure if it changed. Like 200 slots for Singaporeans to apply. And it uh, opens like, I think, November, somewhere around. Ooh, which is... Yeah, Soon. Somewhere around November. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So we got, like for me, I woke up early to try to apply for it as soon as it opened. Yeah. And I, I could get it. I think it's not that popular. Like to do this working holiday Seriously? Day. Seriously? I, I mean, there's only slots, but from what I heard from like other Singaporeans, they didn't have to camp there or anything. Okay. Yeah, but it might be, it's good to apply as soon as it opens. You know, especially with COVID and like in the future. <laughs> Everyone might want to do this. Yeah, and like the application fee is like maybe a few hundred dollars. I think that's about it. Yeah, so that's about it. It's not that expensive or it's not that hard. And for Australia, I think there's about 
1,000 or something slots. Okay. Yeah, and that one is pretty easy to get. When I last looked at it, you don't have to camp there. They open like quarterly. Like they give more slots quarterly. Yeah, so yeah, it's not that hard. Okay. Mm. Do you think, I mean, do you, do you think, I mean, in your opinion, should, should one try to experience like life differently and go for this? I mean, you know, but because you are such an adventurer in that sense, right? You probably say, yes, you should. <laughs> I mean, why not? Like, why not? I mean, if you just live in Singapore, all you know is life in Singapore. I mean, going on the holidays is different. You know, it's not the same as living overseas and like really learning what is happening, like how the locals live and what's their culture. Like a short holiday is different from living overseas for sure. Like when I came here, uh, what was the question? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> whether, you know, whether yeah, if like, you know, if, would you kind of like encourage or kind of like share with the person oh. that, yeah, just oh. like have a go at, yeah, at this thing. Yeah, I think like, like for sure, like even like just not the locals, cause like there's a lot of, a lot of like backpackers. Like they call like people like me like backpackers like in New Zealand. So that there's so many different backpackers here from so many different cultures and they're all like staying here. They're all working here, having a working holiday or some of them, you know, from working holiday, we got to stay here for like five years or like there's so many people like that and you hear all their stories and you hear all the different ways of living, you know, some of them live on a, on a yacht like permanently some of them, you know, they hop around the country to find their home. Mm. Yeah, across different parts of the country to find where it's most suitable for them and they don't want to go back, they don't plan to go back, they're happy here. Mm. Yeah, so it's like this, it opens your eyes. Mm. Like yeah. So many different, yeah, people and ways of living and yeah, as compared to just being in Singapore. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, I mean, I agree because to a certain extent that when you kind of like meet people and their experiences, you kind of like learn and, you know, are aware of what's what's happening instead of mm. just having, you know, just being like in, like for example, like what, I mean, I'm not saying that Singaporeans don't know shit, but I'm just saying that there are other, there are other things out there in the world, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And, and I feel like traveling or going on our, our, our adventures kind of like, open a new world for us you know there's so many other yeah yeah okay you don't need a lot of things to be happy like you don't need a stable job <laughs> don't need to start in singapore being unhappy in this for the sake of it because you want like you know buy a house or you want to live a normal life you want something stable yeah, but yeah, but I I feel that for people like you and I, we I I I when people say normal life, right? I really I get super turned off. Like, what makes your life a normal life, and what makes my life not a normal life, right? Like, like you know, everyone has their own way of living their life, and you're right. If you, when when you kind of like open your eyes and kind of like see what's there in the world, that like you realize that is the little things, and you really don't need much. Mm. You know, so yeah, it's like 
fajit lah. I mean, let you be you, right? Just, just you know, just mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm moving to the next few questions. Okay, are you okay? Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Um, hang on. Ah, huh? okay. So you met. Okay, what was your biggest hurdle? You mentioned already, right? Hmm. Just now. Um. Okay. So are there any like um stuck memories, positive or negative? Hmm. Since you, since you moved <laughs> to NZ, I think it's the same thing as my hurdle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. like it came to a point where I realized that I'm losing my friends back home. Yeah, I think that was the biggest negative sort of experience. Yeah, okay. but in general, everything's really good. Like, there's no like major like wow. I mean, there's a lot of wows. Like, I cannot keep track of the wow, <laughs> but it's easier to remember the negative ones, which is that one. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I mean, one one positive one, something that is really at the top of your head, something that is you know really made an impact for you to you. Hmm. Stuck memories. <laughs> memories. Memories. Hmm. I think maybe like I realized I can be really happy in a camper van. <laughs> Like it's one of like my happiest moments. Like when I'm in a camper van and just going to places and just sleeping in the camper van and waking up, you know, seeing the ocean or seeing the stars, that kind of thing. Yeah, like I really enjoy that. But I don't have a camper van anymore, so that's yeah. I was about to I was about to ask you. Yeah, what happened to the camper van? Yeah, so I had one. I got someone to spray it for me. You know, with like graffiti and all. And then I had that camper van for eight months. And then on a small road trip, it died because I forgot to put some coolant inside. Oh gosh! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have a car back home, so like having a car is is very new, and like you don't know a lot of things. Oh, it's also I I learned quite a lot of things about cars: changing the tire, checking this, checking that, checking the tire pressure. It's like oh my god, <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, my friend was driving it when. He broke down. <laughs> I wasn't looking at the dashboard to see what's wrong. He's like, "Oh no, it's fine." And then there was smoke. I said, "No, that's fine. <laughs> you just gotta go faster. The smoke will go away." <laughs> and then it died. Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then you guys had to abandon the camper van there. Yeah, like at the side of a road, and then we met this really nice guy. Cause we were stuck outside his cafe. <laughs> so okay. He came out. And he's like, "Oh, do you need help?" And then, like, we couldn't get it started. It was like just dead, so yeah. we had to abandon it. Like that was my last time seeing it. You know, okay. I didn't know <laughs> that was the last time, so I just abandoned it. And this guy helped us like hitch a ride back to where we came from in a bus, like a tour bus. Okay. Yeah. And then I had to sell it off. Cause it's either I get someone to tow it away. Mm-hmm. And I have to pay because like my car wasn't wasn't fit anymore. It was like okay. past right after lockdown. Is it lockdown? Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So I had to pay someone to buy it off me for like a hundred dollars, and it was that was it. That's really sad. <laughs> yeah, but, but so, it. Yeah, but so there's. I, I guess I'm assuming that that would be your next. I mean, something that you will kind of like want to do again. I did again actually after that. Oh. I borrowed 
I borrowed a camper van, camper van for my friend okay. <laughs> after lockdown, like after COVID lockdown. And I used it for like two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, so that was really good too. But now I feel like I've traveled quite a lot, like explored quite a lot. I don't really need a camper van mm. anymore. Okay. And it's very expensive and it's complicated. You gotta check so many things, which I yeah. don't know how. It's <laughs> safer for me to just stick to my regular car now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that is your the most I mean, the one that's on top of your list lah. Yeah. Okay. Um next one. Advice for women who are thinking of doing the same or Mm-hmm. So you're doing the same, okay, same in the aspect, and then one more is um, uh, traveling solo. Same in this aspect, I think it's best to if you don't overthink it, you know, just gotta you do, do it step by step. Like just gotta take the first step to just apply for the visa when this whole COVID thing is over, <laughs> you know, and yeah, and then slowly figure out what to do. There's so many blocks and like vlogs and articles about it anyway like what to do and you can always also do couch surfing and like my couch surfing host he helped me with so many things like to get a bank account to get this and that yeah so they are really helpful yeah so i think it's all about taking the first step i guess yeah to make it less scary because once you are in you <laughs> you have to go for it i mean you can lose your money but at least <laughs> At least it's a bit of encouragement to to go for it. If you already apply for it, then get it. Yeah. Okay. And you said to solo travel. Um, maybe when it gets to a point where you are sick of people, not sick of people, I mean sick of waiting for people to join you, to like accommodate, to match up your schedules, your work and blah, blah, blah. You might have the motivation to go on your first solo trip you know that was what happened for me okay. like my dream was to go to Hawaii it's like after I finished uni I couldn't find someone to go with me and it's like I really want to go and it's like I'm so tired of like trying to find this person that person this person is like forget it <laughs> yeah so yeah or maybe start with somewhere nearer nearer because Hawaii was quite far but it was good <laughs> yeah somewhere nearer somewhere shorter if it helps. For me, I went on my first solo trip yeah, to Hawaii for three weeks. But I did some other solo trips as well to Bali. Or maybe go to somewhere where you're familiar, you've been there with your friends. Because mm. I've been to Bali. And yeah, I feel like Bali, yeah, it's pretty safe. So just that sometimes the, all the taxi drivers and all it's a bit scary, but... Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean scary? As in... Try to no, kidnap they, you. Like, <laughs> no, they always need to get you to go to their car and like oh, take their taxi. Yeah. Yeah. It's so relentless. Yeah. And it gets a bit intimidating sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. It's not as dangerous as you think. You just got to trust what your gut tells you. Yeah. <laughs> so is that, that's the, that's the, uh, that's one of the advice, right? So if you're kind of like in, in if you're a solo traveler, if if okay, so this is the next step, right? So they've already yeah. went for they already say, okay, I'm going for my solo solo travel, right? So but mm-hmm. so when you're there and then stuff like that, and then the next step is to when you feel that you're in danger, 
or, or when okay not in danger so what are the things that you you know kind of like go through like is there a checklist that you do like to kind of like if you're in in a very weird situation scenario what would you do follow your, okay so one could be follow your gut feeling right what what are the steps that you what is the checklist if you have Mm. That you kind of go through, or you just follow your gut feeling. I don't really have, but I think in general, just gotta be like treat smart also. Like don't be stupid and go into a dark alley alone, or like don't go out late at night alone, or like try to find you know other people. If you are, yeah, because like when I went to Bali, like I met other surfers, and sometimes we go out together. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, you know, I feel more safe. Yeah, like, I have a safety net. Like, when I first went to Hawaii, actually, I have a friend. Oh, you know her, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she used to play, like, rugby, and she, she relocated there. So, she was, like, my safety net in case okay. anything bad happens to me. Yeah, and then, you know, I feel a bit safer. But throughout my three weeks, I was only with her for maybe a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, I know that she is there. So, maybe a safety net. Or like you know, always telling people where you are, where you are, people back home or whoever, yeah, and mm, yeah, just use yeah, be street smart, I suppose. Just don't put yourself in dodgy situations if you can. Mm. Yeah. 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 Everything will be fine. <laughs> so far. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next, okay, last, last two, last two, okay, and then we are almost there. Okay, so after this, uh, what is on your next adventure or next on your list? Uh, I think now that it's COVID, <laughs> it's hard to have adventure. Mm. Uh, but my next adventure, I guess, would be to find a place to call home for a little while or for you know for good who knows but yeah that's my next step to find somewhere that I can feel at home because now I'm like in the limbo stage mm-hmm. yeah so I plan to like find a job here hopefully to find someone yeah who, who can sponsor me because it's complicated with this whole visa thing mm-hmm. yeah now my what, what do you Okay, like so my current visa, I can't work for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in order for someone else to hire me, they got to go through quite a troublesome procedure to ever to get me that work visa. Like they got okay. to advertise for it. They got to prove that they can't find any like Kiwi, uh, New Zealander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to do the job, that kind of thing. Like it's quite a long step. So okay. not many employers will be willing to do that. Mm. Yeah, so that is the next adventure to look for a new job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sort of. Okay. So good luck on that. I mean, I wish you. I I hope you you, you kind of like. Yeah, get get what you're looking for or what, and yeah. that you're happy there. I guess. Yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Last one is. Your, I don't know whether it's the same as the, the one that you just sh- shared, like, but what are your dreams? Or what are the things that you kind of like, you know, what are you looking forward to? Your dreams, lah. you know, to, to, you know, to, 
Yeah. Oh, it's too far. It's too far to think about. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it might be too far. Dreams. Mm. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Because I know right now you're thinking of what to do next, right? Which is trying to find a stable food and then get the you know your the the work visa kind of like settled and all mm -hmm. how how long for this the this visa how long how long is left? Uh until next June. Quite long next actually. June. Mm, yeah, okay. supposedly until December, but because of COVID, the government extended the visa for another okay. six months. Okay, so worst case yeah. scenario, if you don't get the visa, then how? I can go back to my old job when it opens in a few months. Okay. okay. Yeah. Or go back home, but I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, but I'm sure I'll find a way, you know. Yeah. The easier thing might be to go home, but I don't want. Yeah, like so many people have gone home since COVID, you know, so many friends and so many other travellers. Like New Zealand is quite empty now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when this kind of thing happens, it's easier to just go home and be in the comfort of, you know, family and everything. But not applicable to me, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Something will work out, you know, I'll find something. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, everything, uh, yeah. Everything will, will work out. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. I've got one one question to ask you, okay? So last one, last one. Because it's something that actually came came to my mind that I know I know we said a, a lot, I mean I at least I say that what is normal life, right? Yeah. yeah, but what what is it to you? What is a normal life to you? I think now normal life it's what society tells us, you know, the regular regular life but my wish is for a normal life to be something like how you want your life to be you don't have to justify your actions and your your dreams to people who do not agree with your type of normal life yeah i hope in the future everyone will be more like accepting to the different types of normal life instead of what is the regular normal life which is what we all know. Yeah. So hopefully in the future. <laughs>